0: Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. Well folks, today I am thrilled to be introducing Sharon Shannon because we have such a fun connection meeting initially on Clubhouse and then seeing each other at the National Speakers Association conference. And I'm thrilled to be talking with you, Sharon, today to hear more about your story. So I'm going to turn it over to you to tell us about you and who you are.
1: Thank you so much, Karen. Yes, we met almost a year ago today, and we just hit it off at the speaker's conference that we attended last year. And when I get to just have an instant chemistry in particular with someone, I want to keep that relationship. Because there's something to it. And I just want to let you know that it's just something special about you, your podcast. I'm so excited about and everything else you're doing, Karen. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Thanks. And as you said,
1: thank you. It's true though. It's true. Everyone is true. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sharon Shannon, the faith coach. I am a speaker, a trainer, entrepreneur writer as well. And I have something called the Women of Movement speaking club. Women of move, Women of Movement in particular. And what it does is trains Christian entrepreneurs, speakers, writers, coaches to level up really. That's the term I typically give this thing called entrepreneurship to just step it up to so to and for them to get inside themselves in order to come out of themselves. So, so what I mean by that, Karen, is what the Speaking Club is about is faith. Mm-hmm. And when we have faith, all well, it has to be it's as small as a mustard seed and we go inside of our hearts, then what it is in there, our oh, gift, we can serve others and we can build empires as a result. And I help the women do that primarily through speaking but it goes deeper than that. I help them build their brand and business out.
0: That's yes. amazing. And I love how focused you are. You are so focused. And I'm curious to know is this something that you always had as a vision to do?
1: Okay, Karen, it would easy be easy for me to say yes. I woke up like this, as Beyonce says, <laughs> but I cannot. I cannot say that. I cannot, but what I will tell you is that when I was very little, I used to often think, did my mother typically, and most of the time, oftentimes treat me as a little manager because she saw that in me, or did I act as a a little manager because my mother saw that in me? I think it was a combination of the two. Yeah. As a result of that, I had confidence when I was little until I got into middle school and then high school. And then that confidence started shifting a little bit. You know how it is. I was a teacher for 25 years, primarily middle and high school. And the confidence that we have as children when we are in a healthy environment, unfortunately is short-lived because of life and the people in our lives typically. So I started losing confidence in myself And I remember one day sitting outside in front of my apartment building in New York, Long Island, New York. I had a great life. We had everything we needed and some of the things we wanted. And I did not have any complaints at all. Close neighborhood, close community. It was really, really wonderful. I remember sitting outside one day and I was thinking, because I used to always dream, and I was just sitting there thinking, I this is not good for me. This is, this environment, I want more. I want more than this environment. So as I was sitting there, just taking everything in, all the love and everything that was going on around me, but nevertheless, that was a defining moment in my life. And I would often think about this, but not really when I was outside. But I did think about that and I said, you know what, I will become bigger than my environment however not in a in a derogatory way but in a way that we we can do better we can always do better than where we are it doesn't matter what we do it doesn't matter how much progress we made or lack thereof there's always better mm-hmm. so i i would talk to my mother and I, and she didn't laugh at my goals
0: oh and how old she never are you did say that how, how old Maybe 12. Okay. That's so wonderful. So she supported your goals. All the
1: time. I remember telling her, Karen, before I knew geography, I used to say to her, mom, I'm going to Hollywood. And I always thought Hollywood, even though I had an art in in Harlem, some cousins there, I for a long time thought Harlem was Hollywood. (laughs) Oh, really? I was really young at that point. And then one day someone said something or maybe I saw something. I was like, oh, it's in California. Okay, wonderful. I must've been maybe six or or seven or eight or something like that. (laughs) So I always thought big. It's really important that we do, Karen. We think bigger. Yes, say
0: more about
1: that. Yeah. You know, the women who come into my club, I, I was on Clubhouse, I was doing a room and I told the... Women in the realm, mostly women, sometimes bold men come in, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I tell them I still serve women (laughs) though. Just let them know. Okay, thank you for being here. But we must not lose track of, like you said, Karen, the focus. What is it all about? And who are we trying to impact? It doesn't matter where we are in our entrepreneurial journey, we have to impact others. We really do, and leave a trail of successes around us, behind us, to the left, to the right, in front of us, it doesn't matter. So when it comes to focus, what I tell the women, what what I told the women is that for my Women of Movement Speaking Club, there are two types of women who come in. They are interested in entrepreneurship, there's no doubt about that. I would say, I'm not sure about the number, right now I'm not, because we're still just gathering other data regarding the women, but the average age is about 38. Okay. and yeah we have some who are 50 60 even younger than that and they are mostly professional women in education mostly also in training but the majority of them probably have an average and again this is not definitive of masters degrees some bachelor's doctorates as well oh, okay now,
0: wow that's a lot considering
1: of- that what i think is attracted what attracts them to the speaking club and really to me as the founder is that they want to gain more focus and of course be able to speak much more clear and tell their story with clarity however though they are attracted to things that are intellectual as it were and when i say things just what the speaking club is about we are uh, we have a certain standard so that's one type, the one, the ones who are pretty already very confident in their skill set.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're coming
1: in with career capital.
0: Oh, wow. And then the women who want that on a deeper level. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love, first of all, you are so good at creating community and keeping community. Oh, thank you. Because you're such a warm and kind person, and yet you mean business. We know that we are going to get things done when we're around you. And I have felt that way from the time we met. I love your ambition. I want to go back for a minute to your childhood. Something you said earlier about the confidence that you had as a kid thinking, well, how much of that was you naturally? And then how much was your mom seeing that in you? you mentioned manager, like the manager. so. I'd love to know, because I think that this is really fun, because we all have a childhood that we can look back at. What were you doing, or can you give us an example of something that you did that made you come across as a manager?
1: So many things, Karen. One of the things is that I was, even before I became a school teacher, uh, an educator, I was a teacher in my house to my younger brother and younger sister. I also we have an older brother but he was out just doing whatever. So I would have everything organized and that was probably about 7 or 8 and then we 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 did it and for years we played school. We had a, a desk, a real desk in the house, just one in my bedroom. And I, I took that desk seriously. It was organized. It had my it was like one of the older older desks where it had the little opening, right? Yeah, little, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the cutest. I wish I could have I could have kept that. But anyway, that was in the house. And then we made makeshift desk for them. And I think my mother, and I didn't know this you know, in retrospect, I didn't know it at the time. I think she saw a lot of this happening, the preparation, how seriously I took the lesson. Sometimes I would sit at the dining room table. And she's looking at this, just thinking, my daughter is really, really serious. <laughs>
0: Yeah I so it that took a lot of many. that's fantastic. Well and then when did you transition from educational system specifically in teaching to what you're doing now or what was that evolution?
1: Yes. Well, right after high school I went to college. And wasted time I was totally bored with oh, wow. college. Totally. Totally. And I said to myself, you know what? this is for the birds. It's too cold in New York to be going to <laughs> classes. Okay. I mean, it was freezing. So that was not even a year. So I dropped out or got kicked academically on, on probation. It was one of the, the two. And I went home and my mother said, you're going to have to do something with your life. You're not going to just sit around. So I got a job and I I would still remember how I used to visualize things. I was still unfulfilled.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I remember though, when I had my college roommate, she said, Why don't we go into the Air Force with what's called, and I think they still have this, I'm not sure, but back in the 80s, it was called the buddy system.
0: Okay. And you went in
1: with a friend and they stationed you at the same, at least the same base initially.
0: Oh, wow. Yes.
1: So she said, Let's go in. So I was like, Nah, nah. So we forgot about it. But when I got back home, I said to myself, well, this is not such a bad idea. So I called her up and I said, I'm thinking about going in. Or Are you still thinking about it? And she was like, nah, no, I'm not. So she moved on, but I called the recruiter. I went through with it and I ended up serving
0: oh my the United gosh. States Air Force
1: for over 11 years and prematurely got out, Karen. I had two boys at the time. I got married in Okinawa, Japan. I had one son and over were there. You were serving? I, I did serve for over eleven years. Or and just about was, eleven years.
0: When you had your kids, was it during? Yes. Oh, okay. So that all happened. Oh my gosh. Yes, oh. yes. I got married in the Air Force in Okinawa,
1: okay, Japan. I had my first son over there. When oh. We we were stationed and we got stationed in, in California after that. I had my second son and and then a few years after that, I We went through a divorce. So we got a divorce. Mm -hmm. And what I should have done is I beat myself and I'm going somewhere. I beat myself up for years because of this. I ended up getting out of the Air Force because I wanted to try something different. (laughs) So I I get out, two kids, single parent, hardly any money. Mm -hmm. I had a job lined up in corporate. So I got that job. It was such a big mistake, Karen,
0: that
1: I found myself alone Lonely, struggling, because I was so used to having my ex-husband around yeah. and doing a lot of the things. And whenever I wanted to go, I went. but Everything was on me at this point because he ended up going to another state. So I felt just oh. like a failure, like the worst mom in the world. Oh, my gosh. So I worked the corporate job. It was a great job. It was a fortune 500 company. It was a great environment, really, really uh, ripe with promotion opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here. I don't know anybody really in California. My friends started what we call PCSing, which is called a permanent change of station. So I didn't really have any friends on the base anymore. Oh. So I, I said, you know what, I'm going to move over to the East Coast. At least I can drive home. So I got stationed. Well, I was done, not stationed. So I ended up connecting with one of my friends who was over in Japan when we were there. And she and her husband were, she had a husband over there. They got a divorce. She was stationed in South Carolina. And she said, I'm overseas now. I'm at what we call temporary duty, which is a TDY. She said, Why don't you come? to South Carolina with the kids, live in my house for three months until you get on your feet. You'll be closer to your family. So that's what we did. And let me tell you, I I sunk even deeper, Karen.
0: Oh Oh my my
1: gosh. I was like, what is this place? I never lived in a rural area before Uh, at all. It was such a culture shock to me. Wow. So I ended up, I mean, I couldn't stand it at first. The little town I was in, I mean, I hated it, but I, I was, I was just really just no money or anything because remember it was a premature ill plant move. But let me tell you this, Karen, I ended up staying there for 10 years.
0: (laughs) I got connected
1: to a great church. I have lifelong friends there right now. My sons have lifelong friends and it was, even though I would, if I had to choose again, I would not want to go that path, but I did get closer to God there. Well, get close, not closer or close. And my life changed as a result. And that is why I do what I do, because I know how it feels to be down and out. I never knew that before, not to that extent. I never struggled before. Not like that. Wow. Because my childhood, we had everything we needed. Yeah. So we really didn't know struggle. And I said, but this is what I said, Karen. And I want to talk to every woman out there. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter. Some of you are in nine to fives right now. Some of you are maybe on your entrepreneurial journey. Some of you might might be, and you might be transitioning to one or the other. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter how low you are. You can do what is in your heart. If I can do it and dig myself up from the pit, from the ditches, From the trenches, so can you. And this is why I do what I do,
0: Karen. I love it. I love it. What would be the best piece of advice? This is a twofold question. We want to know, how did you take the first step to get you out of the pit? And what advice would you give people to do Mm -hmm. that for those people that feel like they're in a pit?
1: Yeah, Karen, I prayed a lot. I remember when I first joined my church. I was down at that altar all the time. Wow! And I, it, whether people go to church or not, you, they got to find what works for them. That was what worked for me, and that's what I don't throw it on anybody or anybody or anything. But I just want to be honest with people. Mm-hmm. I prayed a lot. I stayed. The altar was my second home at church. Mm. Wow! I was down there. You, you know what I mean. So that helps. Like- <laughs> What's that? Karen? I, I
0: I do because I can personally relate. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And I said,
1: God, I need you. I don't have anybody else. I felt like nobody got me. I felt like people and some were laughing at me because here Sharon was, had everything really she wanted, even when I was in the Air Force. We the kids had everything. I mean, we we weren't short for money at all. And then I was asking people to help me with my rent wow yes so what happened was i i resigned myself to the fact that these kids would have a good life okay so i finished my bachelor's right when i was getting out so i i had that done and ended up getting a master's degree and some work in a a, a doctoral work as well but the thing that helped me was was really i wanted to be a better mother to my mm-hmm. children, because I felt like I let them down, but they were too young. They don't remember. They remember some things of struggle, but not it hits a resilient. Yeah. So what yeah. concerns us doesn't really concern them and should not. Yes. So I just grinded Karen. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to get back on my feet. I ended up doing that. I, Studied. I got, I passed two teacher tests. I got a certification in business, another one in exceptional child because I wanted something to fall back on just in case I didn't like one or the other. And I ended up buying a house two years after I got there. I was really diligent and saving my money and getting out of the rut financially. And that's what happened. And this is another thing, Karen. When When I was going through all of that, I really didn't understand what I do now. So what I want people to know is that when we're in the midst of it, it is a time to dig deep, do the internal work. I've read a lot of books. It was before podcast or I don't think even YouTube was was that big. I think it was just coming on the scene or maybe not even in existence. And no, it wasn't because cell phones weren't, we didn't have cell phones yet. And I, I just did not give up. I just kept true to the vision. I stayed true to the vision. Vision, And this is what I'm constantly telling the women that I work with and, and all of your listeners, Karen, we have to picture ourselves successful and not speak doom yes. and gloom over our lives.
0: Yes. Amen and amen. amen. It's so true, right? Say more about that. That's so powerful. Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes, and I'm not negating or diminishing professional help or professional advice or information because we need that. However, just because someone tells us that we have anxiety, that we're this, that we're that, it doesn't mean we have to wear that as a badge. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we have to continuously speak that over our lives. We're not in denial. We're not in la-la land. We can speak positively, victoriously, because that is going to change the infrastructure, as it were, in our minds. Yes. The the nomenclature, right? Mm -hmm. Opposed to the, the opposite, doom and gloom, we're, we're already going through, right? Why add another layer of difficulty on that yes. by perpetuating all of it? Exactly. So we can speak negatively, we could change the, change the game, we could flip the script on that. And that's extremely important.
0: Yes, I, I wanna speak into that too, because <laughs> it's so true. And what I think is so powerful is how we think, doesn't, we can project a negative event or a positive event. I mean, all, what am I trying to say that all of this is imagining things the way that we want it to be, that we have the power. I guess that's what I mean. We have the choice. We have the choice about how we choose to think about situations and about ourselves. And you're right. This part about, you know, I think about how we can be diagnosed with something, even an illness or something. And I'm not dismissing. I I get that we have to be in reality about things that, someone tells us that we are a certain way. And yet we can choose how we want to think about that and employ all of the power that we have control over through our minds. And yeah, I I get really fired up about this because we have so much more power and control than we think. And it's so easy to get stuck in that victim mindset or, or, or the self pity. And I've been to all these places too. So I'm not saying this out of, oh yeah, I'm perfect at all. It's just remembering you have so much more power than you think. So I love that we're talking about this. What do you think for you has been like, when you think about the times when you were in like your lowest low, what would you say from a mindset perspective, what did you do differently? I mean, like, was it as simple as simply saying, I imagine myself successful or or what?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, Karen, this else. is good. I love your question. Not at, no, it doesn't just start in there. It really doesn't. It's an important element to the equation. This is the thing. I have what's called the faith model, right? It's a framework that I created to help other women. And when I was asked one day, I was on Facebook and someone wrote in the comments, how do you keep going, Sharon? Like an energizer and all of this and all that. <laughs> so I started thinking, well, how you know, do I do it? And 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 every now and then I would get like a DM or uh, an inbox on Facebook or, in, or wherever. And people would say how inspirational it was to them. And I would get in so many words, how do you keep going?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought about it. I was like, okay, let me think about what I'm really doing. Let me really just map this thing out and get really strategic and intentional about how this thing is playing out. And what I started thinking over is the three things that were really real game changers that really took me from level to level. And this is what I use in my life period and many areas of my life. So my faith model is also called my A B G model. A is for affirmations. Hmm. B is for belief. And G is for grind or get going. Some people don't yeah. like the grind words. So okay. <laughs> for those of you who don't like it, okay, it's get going. All right. So as Karen and I are saying we we have to just say the words. We have to speak positively, victoriously. I'm going to do this. I am beautiful. I am in shape. I am wealthy. Nothing wrong with that. We have to speak things as we see them in a positive light. Even if we're, if somebody's like, well, I don't really see it yet. Change the, the, the view. Change the view. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So just change, force yourself to change the perspective. Because sometimes we really have to do that because life is hard sometimes, but we mm-hmm. never give up. So I started speaking a new language, almost like a foreign language, Ooh. right? More deliberate, more deliberate. It wasn't like I was speaking negatively,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I was very, very focused. You mentioned that word, Karen, it was on steroids. <laughs> <right>? And <laughs> then I put some prayer behind those affirmations. So that was a winning thing right there. Because it's much changing just your, it's something in the back of your mind or that your brain called the reticular activating system. And mm-hmm. whatever we think about, that's where we're going towards. It focuses on what we think about. Yes. Yeah. So formations and thoughts are very important. So the b, b- belief in that was, am I going to trust what negativity, what the enemy is saying, or am I going to trust what God is saying? It's a choice. Many are called, but few are chosen because some people don't want to be chosen. We have to choose. God gives us free will. Yes. Right. To walk this thing out. So I believed him and I stopped the pity parties late at night. Oh, boy. Oh, I gave it to myself hard in my mind. Oh, my gosh. I lived in the past. As Dave Ramsey said, is the past. That's why it's called that so we don't have to stay there. <laughs> so I every time I got a thought like that Karen and every time I find myself going back to sad things that happened, I immediately say, but God, I know what you have for me.
0: Oh. I know what you have great. for me to do.
1: You're going to I'm going to do some great things. And Karen, I started doing the work. I started implementing. I started as I said, reading more intentional books. If I had to uh, do make a blog post. I made a blog post. I started that in 2013. I was just diligent with that every day. And then just like you're doing this podcast, it's not easy, Karen, it's not (laughs) easy showing up all the time, but you do it. So I started doing what I wrote down and my new and renewed goals. And that's, how I did it and how I continue to do it among other things, of course.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, I love the fact that you imagine that these things that you imagine, and then you talked about, what was it again? The reticular, I've heard that before. What is that phrase again?
1: Reticular activating system.
0: Reticular activating system. And, And it is so, so powerful to do that. And it's fascinating how many of us choose not to do that, or we think, oh, why bother? And I love how you talked about, you have to do the work. You have to think about Absolutely. it and you have to do the work. It's, it's not like it's just going to come dropping on your lap. Yeah. And it's so funny, Sharon, because I have a friend years ago that said to me, great things always seem to happen to you. You, you just, things just seem to fall in your lap. And I, I, at the time I kind of laughed, I was much younger. It was right. probably 30 years ago. Right. And In the time since then you know it was made such an impact on me because i hadn't had anybody reflect back in such a way about me and my life and people called me call me positive and such but he spoke about it in such a way that now i talk about it as it's not like things fall in my lap i pay attention i pray i show up i am aware of what's around me and where there might be opportunities, being attuned to what's going on around, and I feel like that's so much what you're talking about, and recognizing that things don't fall most for on people's laps most of the time. And you look at anybody famous, like even thinking about Oprah, such a good example, or um, I never know how to pronounce his name, but the guy that did Hamlet, like these. These years of the years and years underneath what we see as if, Mm -hmm. oh, they're instantly famous, but we have no idea all of the years that they have put in the work to get to this point, all of the rejections, all of the things. And I, I, I'm just with you.
1: (laughs) So it really is true, Karen, you know, because there's so many people who want to do what you're doing. They want to do what, they see successful people doing, they can. What I tell the women I work with as well, and I just wanna drive this home, is that, as Gary Keller says in a book, The One Thing, if we will just start with one thing. Oh, yeah. That's- and sometimes we get so lost in the sauce. We start thinking we have to create everything and then we have to create it all at once. How are we going to market all of that at one time?
0: I know. Yeah. I think about that now. If I were to have started my podcast, my online course, my summit, my (laughs) whatever, all the things. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You have to take those baby steps. And there's so much research, research that talks about these incremental. What is it? The 1% or the, and what Mm -hmm. I mean by, I mean the 1% of daily change that you make that all you have to do is make a little bit more 1% more effort each day or there's so many things on that of one step a day one one small thing and then all of a sudden you have yeah. this big thing that you didn't even realize exactly
1: a whole bunch of littles make big
0: yeah incremental yeah. incremental
1: like steps that. a
0: whole bunch yeah. of littles make
1: big yes. that's
0: great well, is there anything, Sharon? I feel like I could talk to you forever. I'm like, you're getting me all fired up. I know, like, me too. Yes, I love it. So, what two, two last things? Well, first, what would be your biggest advice for someone who is looking to up level, grow? Yeah. I want to say, yeah. it?
1: I would like to talk to the corporate women or the women who want to maybe, whether they know it or not what's in the back of their mind want to become entrepreneurs because sometimes when we're in a corporate setting, right? We may say I'm comfortable right here. This is all I want to do. But Karen, I guarantee you, there are a large percentage of women right there right now who are listening. who are not doing what lives in their heart.
0: Yeah, not really.
1: They might do a job very well. They might be in a position that they are beasting it out and they are the goats there. But deep down inside, they really want to, open up that fruit stand or whether it be vegan, uh, well, I don't know, vegan food, if there's anything, organic fruit. Yeah. Down near the beach, right? Or that they want to start that online business. It could be anything and they're not doing it. This is what I would tell them. This is what Cal Newport talks about and so good they can't ignore you in the book. He talks about career capital career capital. And what we do with that for working in any environment, uh, particularly a nine to five, is we take on the the tasks, as it were, that are given to us and think about the things that we can do in that environment regarding those projects, do it to the best of our ability, because, We're on the job, they hired us, they being the whomever, he or she hired us for a reason. So we have to fulfill our obligation on the job. At the same time, we think about some of the things that we can actually transfer to building an empire for us so we could leave an inheritance for our children's children and we could show them and teach them how to fend and fish for themselves. So good. I know that now, Karen, I didn't know it at the time, but now, (laughs) but you know what, Karen, it's just like what you're doing now. When you think about your time in corporate, Mm -hmm. you are applying so much of what you learned in corporate right now.
0: Right. Right. And I was one of those women. I felt stuck for about two years knowing, I know there's more. Yes. I didn't have the, you know, the fruit stand idea or whatever. I just knew that there was more that I wanted. I didn't know what that was though. And then exactly,
1: and but and see, this is another thing, Karen. When people work with someone like you, when they work with someone like me, because we need someone outside of ourselves, yes, to help direct that course, because we can't see ourselves,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: not even in the mirror. When we look in the mirror, that's only a reflection, right? Right. That's not even real. Really, not real. Yeah. You know. So when, so what I'm trying to get to people as as well. And it took me years to get this because I was like, I'm not paying for any coach. They're they're crazy (laughs) with that price. When I saw the price the first time back in the (laughs) pre-COVID, I was like, is she crazy? Does she put her head? My gosh, I'm not paying for such a thing as that. I value different things. that wasn't cheap, but I was like, oh, not for that. It's laughable now because I'm like, I didn't even want to pay and invest in myself. Really? And finally I said, if I don't, start thinking bigger and implementing my big thoughts, then I'm never going to get anywhere. And that's what I did as well, Karen. I started working with someone and I work with coaches now. And when it comes to getting out of ourselves and knowing that we're, that this thing we want to create, this big idea is bigger than us and we need someone to help us guide the ship.
0: Yes. And we have
1: to put in the time, the effort and the money to do that. Period. it or it won't happen. Not it won't it won't happen.
0: Yeah, I I mean I everything you're saying is so it resonates with me so much because I remember a coach telling me years ago when I was going to start being a coach the first time I left corporate when she told me <laughs> She goes, Karen, if you're not even willing to invest the amount of money that you want to charge someone, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good challenge for me because I thought, well, I don't want to pay someone that amount, but oh, but I want to charge someone
1: that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's funny exactly. how we these things in our head. Well, Sharon, I know we could talk for the rest of the afternoon. Yes, this
1: is awesome. But
0: I have a question. One more question I like to yes. ask at the end is, is there anything... That I haven't asked you that you would like me to ask or that you want to add?
1: Well, I know you will more than likely ask me how I can further help people.
0: Yes. So
1: maybe that or yeah. should I?
0: Yeah. No, that's perfect. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you work with people and where can they reach you?
1: Right. Well, as I mentioned numerous times, I work with really Karen, the exact avatar, as as you, if you will, as it were, Christian female professionals. Okay, and as people go to my website and they'll see I am a faith coach, and what I primarily or who I target are women, sometimes in and out of the church. In other words, their pastors, previous and present pastors and my club there are ministers previous and present oh, and other people across industries now these women as i said before are extremely educated and very skilled in their industries and informative as well there are the total professionals now so people might say well if they speak already because some of them have and some of them do why would they join a speaking program because they are challenged in how to convert maybe church speak to conference and corporate speak when it comes to a stage conferences summits and -hmm. some of them even want to speak on their job and they're too afraid to even do that okay so that's where my women of movement comes in so women of movement.org can get them anywhere they want Regarding what we're doing and womenofmovement.org/slash speaking club. You can get them specifically to sign up and just take a look at what we're doing. And I am Sharon Shannon, of course, social media. You can get to me that way and type in Sharon Shannon, Women of Movement, and Women of Movement Global on Facebook, and Women of Movement on Clubhouse, and Sharon Shannon on Instagram, because when you get the the verification when you get the blue
0: Oh yeah, little,
1: yeah. 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 The blue check. You have to change your profile to your name. It can't be a business name. It has to be what's on your oh, actual ID.
0: That's good to know. Excellent. Well, Sharon, thank you so much. And we'll have all of your links in the show notes, of course. Okay. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And thank you for sharing so much of your story today. Thank
1: you, Karen. This was wonderful. Keep doing what you're doing, Karen. We love you.
0: Thank you. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence.